Hello, all. Welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Kubal, and I have with me today a very special guest, Dirk Ashton. Dirk, how are you today? I'm doing much better now that I'm doing this podcast, and I've <laughs> had plenty of coffee. <laughs> That's fair. I feel like podcasting coffees are always how I like to start the day, so I definitely understand that. <laughs> yep. So, Dirk, I always start off with asking people, and um, I know any of our listeners, we always, like I said, plug your guys' podcast, uh, Wizards, Warriors, and Words. If you guys have not listened to their podcast yet, uh, it's with Dirk Ash and Jed Hearn, Michael R. Fletcher, who we had on a previous episode, uh, two before this, uh, and then Jed Hearn. Uh, they all host it. They have amazing uh, authors, writers, artists like Felix Ortiz go on there. There's always gems in there that you'll find, uh, and it's always a fun time. I listen to it in the morning on the way to work or on my way home, so and Please this guy <laughs> yeah and this guy <laughs> so we always I just ask- got i just got this yesterday it's beautiful oh man that is awesome it's another another felix cover oh yeah i i literally said uh mark and i were talking about that the other day i, I was like i really want a print of that <laughs> like really that and mark's blood of the spear i think are my two favorite that felix has done yeah. which is saying a lot because like the last 10 he's done has just been some of my favorite book covers he gets that really classic feel in there with a newer style and he really, you know, and he can do, well, life. he can do so many different styles too. Yeah. And yeah. He do, and he's fast. It's yeah. I hate people like that. <laughs> <laughs> they make us look bad. Right. <laughs> oh man. We love you Felix, but we're also really jealous. So <laughs> yeah. Well, Dirk, I always ask people, what has your writing journey been like up until this point? Whew. Kind of crazy. Um, yeah. I, uh, you know, I didn't actually start writing books until I was like 51. Um, and uh, because I had worked in the film business and then was a professor full-time tenure track for years and just didn't, didn't have time. I didn't even have time to read uh, yeah. much uh, for a lot, for a long time. And, um, and uh, I just, you know, I just decided to start. I had the, t- I finally had the time. So I just started because I went teaching full time and I, I just decided ah, I'm going to give this. And I was reading a lot and I was like, I'm going to give this a shot. I had written a lot of screenplays and I, I've written some short stories and stuff like that just for fun. But, uh, but the screenplays I wrote because that's kind of one of the things I really wanted to do when I lived in Los Angeles. And, uh, but I always have wanted to write a novel and I've had these weird ideas floating around for decades, really. Um, and I'm a big mythology geek, um, always have been. So I just started messing around, taking notes and, um, and just writing really slowly. And after uh, I, wrote, I wrote two books, had some readers, some friends read them, cut it down to one book. So like three and a half years later, uh, Paternus, I put, and I decided, um, I did a lot of research and looked back and forth and pros and did some pros and cons lists and decided to just try the self pub. And, uh, it, uh, and I just totally lucked out. I mean, honestly, I completely lucked out, uh, in that I, I finished the book and got the manuscript into the SPFBO, Mark Lawrence's um, science or uh, uh, self-published uh, fantasy blog off thing. And uh, I was, I was like, uh, I was like entrant, they cut it off at 300 and I was like entrant 
298 of, of 300 and, um, and ended up getting to be a finalist and placing third, you know, that takes many, many months. So um, that's how I started getting to know everyone that and going to some little conferences being a nobody. um, uh, And now I'm uh, kind of, uh, uh, still a nobody, but a little bit higher on the nobody scale. <laughs> I, um, I would think our audience would say otherwise. <laughs> Every time I said um, who I had coming on, they said the opposite. So he's also so humble, it's, guys. <laughs> it's just it's been it's been crazy, you know. And um, I just I'm still amazed when people say they like it, or I find out people are actually reading reading those books, and I can't believe that it's now been, you know, over a year since book three came out it's crazy you know it came out last july end of last july i think or uh, july 20 uh 2020 this is 2021 right yep yeah okay (laughs) i think so i think so it's been like three years 2020 took three years i know this one already feels like it's like two years we've only been in school for a month i'm like it already feels like three school years and you know and even launching the third book in in the midst of covid didn't seem to to hurt it any i mean oh no i saw you oh, everywhere guess, yeah everywhere guess, on twitter i guess because it was because it was uh because it was the third book now i i i i can't imagine what it would have been like trying to launch a first book yeah in that period but um i don't know uh, how that went for some folks but it's just there are so many books out there to break through all the noise is um is really rare um so i just got super lucky early on and just have had fantastic people um that uh, that have helped me along the way so yeah no it's been great what's so interesting because like i said like i saw you pop up all of a sudden on my twitter and then like from your account from somebody like retweeted and i was like oh i and it was book three and i was like okay like what is this so then i went and looked at the blurb and I was like, okay <laughs> And then I went and saw Paternus and I was like, yeah. So I was like, follow. And then the next thing I know is like, there were just so many people and it was probably all, I don't think I've seen anybody's trilogy shared that much like ever on Twitter. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was like your books forever. It was either Paternus, you know, Rise of the Gods. This is number two, right? Which one's uh, Rise of Gods is number one. one, When I originally put it out, it was just called Paternus and there was no series name really gotcha um and then when i rebranded and got the new cover um we made it the paternus trilogy and i added the rise of gods to the first title gotcha okay rise of gods was one wrath of gods is number two and wrath of gods yeah and war of gods is number three yeah and i i loved your rebranding too because like i was seeing them and i i really liked them right off the bat but then I don't know. There was just something about that. And I know you guys, you talked about it recently on your guys' podcast, um, that uh, Paternus cover is just crazy cool. Uh, it made a big, it made a, huge, <laughs> it made a huge difference in sales. Like, yeah, imme- yeah. like immediately. I loved the first cov- cover, but it didn't say the right thing about the book. Yeah. Um, the books. So, yeah. And, you know, I just, I got so lucky getting John Anthony D. Giovanni and Sean king together to do uh, the art and the and the design it's just yeah 
it's definitely one of my top favorite, like five favorite covers, uh, for sure. Oh wow! And I I nice. actually actually I have your blurb here too, which is actually I kind of went back into my notes, um, and I went back and found exactly what attracted me to it. So I just want to mention okay. that real quick. Yeah, uh, I'd love so, to hear it. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, even myths have legends, and not all legends are myth. The gods of myth, monsters of legends, heroes, and villains of lore. They're real, and they're coming back to finish a war that's been waged since the dawn of time. Now, if anybody in our that's audience... That's the one that's up on the website. Yeah. Yep, yep. If anybody yeah. in our audience needs more than that to buy your book and that <laughs> in the cover, and I just felt that... When I went and saw the cover and I was like, oh, this is really cool. I went and saw that blurb and I was instantly sold. And I feel like, you know, you did what we were just talking about a couple of weeks ago with a couple of authors, actually. Mallory Kuhn was one of them, you know, trying to find a good cover and a good, you know, good blurb just to instantly advertise mm -hmm. the book, you know, and I think you guys just talked about it. Um, I think maybe you mentioned in last week's episodes for you guys, how some people, you know, do a blurb. And other people like do the blur, but then write like half the book in the, you know, in the Amazon. Blur. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't long. like that. Yeah. And I, I like yeah. short and sweet. And I just like how you wrote yours because that instantly hooked me. Uh, so I was kind the of one, curious. The one on the one on Amazon is a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, but it's still shorter than most. I'm, oh, a, yeah. fan, I, I'm a fan of short descriptions. Um, try to get their attention right off the bat. Um, and uh and, you know, I learned along the way because I wasn't sure this was urban fantasy, so I never called it that. Um, and I didn't do a this meets that because I thought that was cheesy, but everyone does it. And finally, all my, all, finally my buddies are like, well, you have to. <laughs> you have to do that. And you need to do this. You need to say that it's what it is because people want to know. And I'm like, okay. And uh, that made a huge difference too. It just uh, just telling them what it is, doing a this meets that, you know, and and people uh, just they 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 react to that. Um, they immediately know what they're getting into to a certain extent, and uh, and that's what folks want. And then I just I just I never read the long ones. So yeah, no. I, I write mine and, but, but a lot of super successful authors use those. Yep. So I can't, I can't say that they're not the right thing to do. I just personally don't ever read past the first paragraph and oh, maybe, for sure. then maybe skip down to the last paragraph and then, um, and then maybe go look at some reviews, but usually everything I have is comes as a recommendation. So yeah, I really, uh, or, you know, people want want me to read a uh maybe something still to me that people ask that yeah yeah <laughs> um but uh so my and my tbr is so long my oh i hear that mine's a mountain that's not a pile anymore <laughs> yeah but so <laughs> I like, yeah yeah i like to um i like to i like to have very short i like to have short punchy descriptions um and then people can go read reviews if they want to, if they want more information. So yeah, my first one, I think is the longest one. The second one is the shortest one. And the third one is kind of in between those two. Um, if you look at the Amazon uh, descriptions, the, the, that on the pages, I call it, I say description because 
that's what that box is called. Yeah, PNP, yeah. When you enter that, when you enter that information. Well, I just, I, I read a lot of blurbs and especially to try, I try and practice now so that when I'm done with my books, I don't have to sit there and then try. So I'm trying to practice now. And I just, that was one that always has stuck out to me. And I feel like when we talk about blurbs and actually uh, Mark and I are going to kind of do like a co-hosted uh, a couple episodes where we talk about blurbs and a couple other things. Uh, cool. And that's one I'm actually going to bring up because it's really stuck with me. And it sold me immediately. And I really like it because I just personally, a, a younger friend of mine actually made a really good point. So I'm 34 now and he's like 21, 22. And he said, mm -hmm. you know, um, cause he's read your books and really enjoyed them. And he said, you know what I like so much about him. He's like, and that's what you guys were just saying on your last uh, episode too. Um, you know, that it kind of hit that like um, Percy Jackson crowd, but they're older now, you know, and they want that feel, but they want more of an adult, you know, urban fantasy. And, I actually call it, I'm actually have some similar things. I have a story about a Valkyrie um, in modern day. She finds out that she's a Valkyrie and I have some other ones. I'm kind of doing like an Avengers style, like urban fantasy um, mm -hmm. or bringing these heroes together and stuff. So um, I got, yeah, I love, I love that shit. Yeah. It's funny, right? it, it's, funny yeah. You men it's funny. You mentioned that too, because you know, I had, um, I love Percy Jackson. And and Michael Scott's Secrets of the Immortal, uh, oh. Nicholas Flamel mm. uh, or Flamel. Um, and uh, and, you know, like American Gods is kind of that for grownups, but not really. It's kind of a different kind of story. Yeah, It's a different. Taste and I had never read I had not read uh, American Gods until I had already finished book one. Um and uh, I was like, oh, shit, somebody do this already. <laughs> but I but I, I, I found myself when I was reading those kinds of books thinking I want a book like this, but for grownups. And and so I wrote a book that I had always wanted to write the way I wanted to write it. And the book that I wanted to read, the book that I wanted to to, you know, to, you know, to read, basically. <laughs> And uh, and amazingly enough, some other people feel the same way. So that's cool. More than a few. Yeah, <laughs> more than a few. And it's funny because I, I, I've been talking to I try and I just like talking to book reviewers on Twitter and I like seeing what they read. I feel like they yeah. always get the I don't know, the the good authors, not in the new thing, but, you know, like they always do have really good suggestions and um you know, I have a couple coming on the podcast, uh, you know, the next couple of weeks and uh, yours has been making the rounds again um, with quite a few of them. So that was really good to see. I don't know if you've seen, I've uh, shared them, <laughs> retweeted on Twitter, uh, but I, I tweet a lot because I try and retweet a lot of things for people. But yeah, it was really cool to see so like I. Uh, 10 of I, them. When you know? I see them, when I see yeah. them, I try to, I try to put about not just not my not just yeah, my, yeah, yeah. everybody else's team. yeah so i mean i probably had 10 within the last three days and i just thought how ironic is that that you know that you're coming on the podcast so i was That's like keep awesome. them coming guys so yeah it was really really yeah. cool to see so i'm well we're actually um totally blanking on benjamin's uh last name right now but he's got his own uh podcast and um book reviewer uh youtube and um we had to reschedule because my family's coming into town today uh, but he's going to come next week on Sunday. Um, and he actually just uh, read and reviewed Paternus actually uh, previously. So we'll be chatting about you a bit um, next Sunday. So 
Don't say anything good. I don't want you ruining my my hard-earned reputation. I will. I will try. That's what Fletcher was saying too. I said, "Well, you were really helpful and gave you know good advice." So I said, "We'll have to try and edit the video a bit to, you know, ruin the audio or something." Make make you make you appear as insane as you truly are. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I've been one. I asked you a little bit privately on Twitter uh, about you know your research process and things like that. Now. Uh, for Paternus. Um, mm -hmm. And you said, you know, you're a mythological fan. And I personally, real quick, like I just was talking with a couple like Scott Odin about this, because, you know, his books um, uh, really fall, I think, into that type of fantasy where him and I were talking about creating our own genre within fantasy. So urban fantasy gets urban fantasy, but we really want to create a mythological fantasy like genre within because I think that's mm -hmm. really, you know, it's a totally different style and tone compared to urban fantasy. Um, and I really yeah. think it comes down to what the books are about, but also the research. So I'm just really curious at, you said you, you know, you had your notes and things before writing Paternus, but how did you research Paternus? Because you have so many, you know, mythological beings and, you know, legendary <laughs> figures. Like, I just want to know where, because like, I've been trying to research my, urban fantasy always trips me up. Cause I like more mythological urban fantasy yeah. than the vampires and stuff. And I guess like I talked to a lot of people recently who are in the same boat who also want to write a book like Paternus cause they loved yours so much. You know, they really enjoy Scott's books and I think they're tripped up. Like that's, me, like, where that's to start. frightening. You mean, you mean I've, I've inspired people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh Oh, <laughs> we're going to have a whole crowd army behind us eventually. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> you should be if you know some. No, of that's them. cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, I, uh, I, I, uh, I, I always read a lot of uh, a lot of myth, uh, mythology as a kid. I mean, of course, I got into it first with Norse and and Greek and Roman. Um, being a uh, a good Western white kid, I guess, but <laughs> um, but uh, I very quickly uh, expanded out uh, beyond. Uh, to get to you know more more uh, obscure european um really got into irish uh folklore legend and mythology for and then um was then expanded out to uh the hindu stuff is like i love oh yeah you know, the ramayana and the, and the the mahabharata and um and all the stuff attached to that and uh so i had read a whole lot of that stuff and that's how the germs of ideas had come up. And I had some weird ideas about, you know, uh, and the more I read in myths, the more I, I saw, you know, similarities and, you know, how, and, you know, I, I have a PhD in cinema studies. I had to write a dissertation and, you know, I've written um, quite a bit of stuff, scholarly stuff. So research is part of what we do, right? how to research, um, how to take the notes. And I'd still go down these insane rabbit holes. And, um, and anything that I would find uh, about anything, really, I try to find at least three sources that say this about the same thing mm -hmm. that, are, that are relatively legit. And I, you know, I, I have to be honest, I very often will start with something like Wikipedia, but then follow those source links and then do outside searches. And sometimes I would sign out or go into incognito mode and do the searches because then you get different results. Yeah. 
because it's not looking at what mm. you normally see or look or, or look for. Um, and, uh, and I had literally hundreds of pages of notes and I made a ta uh, an enormous spreadsheet with all these tables, uh, like with time frames, and then, you know, uh, uh, natural history and disasters and evolution and, and growth of civilizations and, you know, when certain things started. And then the, the last few columns are about characters in the book. Um, and uh, I, I, I wanted, I really wanted to, um, to have this idea of like kind of a unified field theory that all the myths could be, could have germinated from, from one thing, you know, it's like, you know, the UFO folks over here are like, it all came <laughs> from aliens, right? Yeah. Um, and it could have even all been from aliens from one source. And, and I didn't quite want to do that. So um, I, I looked into, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of the uh, origin myths from different cultures and just kind of tried to combine a lot of that. And then the hard part was, was then as characters would come into my mind, that I wanted to be, I would say, well, where are across these mythologies? Where are the where are the 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 characters, the individuals, the gods, or whatever, or demons that um, are are similar, right? Um, and you know, there are guardian guardian gods or deities in basically all the mythologies there's the trickster in all the you know all the mythologies there are or many many of them um and then then you know it gets even more fun when you know because i would i would do these and then i do research and i would actually base characteristics of my characters on these things i found you know and i got into you know the mesoamerican the the the, the you know a lot of uh, Central and South American, Native American myths, um, and uh, uh, Polynesian um, mythologies, and it's just all such fun, you know. I'd, and I love it anyway. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I spent months just, oh, just typing <laughs> up all, and I would cut and pay. I would cut, uh, you know, download and save pictures, images, you know, all that kind of stuff. I did way more than anybody needs to do. <laughs> way more than anyone needs to do in any book. And then, of course, I had to figure out, you know, what can they do and can't they not do a magic system of sorts? I guess. Um, how do they do it? Uh, you know, why are they strong? you know, why do they live so long? You know, that, that kind of thing. So yeah, it was just, um, and I, even, even though I spent way too much time, I'm pretty good at saying, okay, it, making quick choices as you got to make, you got to make choices. The whole, the whole, uh, secret is you got to make those choices. Um, I am going to use this character, this one, this one, this doesn't work. That doesn't work. This doesn't work. You've got to quickly do that, but you still have to find the stuff to make the choices yeah. between. So now it was the whole process was a lot of fun though, though the last book almost killed me just trying to wrap up because <laughs> I had thrown so many things in those first two books. I had to wrap up so many. Oh, that so Brandon Sanderson and Robert Jordan oh. syndrome. <laughs> Ooh. And, uh, that's why the, 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 
I, I thought the third book would be about 170, 180,000 words. Book one was about 125, book two, 135. And I thought this one, yeah, it's going to be longer. So let's, uh, you know, so one, one, uh, 170, 180, and it ended up 235. Oh, wow. So yeah, it was, it, it almost killed me, but yeah. it's, I'm, I'm, I'm still pretty proud of it. Yeah, that's awesome. It's funny that you said that because somebody just mentioned that the other day. They, because um, I was talking to, I, I think it was Mark actually, uh, Timony about this, and because we were discussing, oh, because we're discussing um, doing a reread of the Wheel of Time with my best friend. It's his first time reading it, so we were going to be doing the uh, four, four four years later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'll be and, finishing it up. I know, right? And we were talking about, uh, well, right now we're doing Malazan and it, I, oh, I think I, my brain is burned. <laughs> I love, love it. But like, holy moly, like I, we've read them within a year. Like yeah. we're on book seven right now. And my friend's oh, wow. like, let's just finish. And I'm like, I was reading other things as well. And now I'm like, why am I so burnt out? And I'm like, well, we've been flying through these books and, you yeah. know, with everything, you know, I, I'm a teacher. So with everything from work and everything, yeah. it's just like, and then writing, like I'm not going to stop writing or editing. Yeah. So like I can't, yeah. so I just haven't read as much, but yeah, we talked mm -hmm. about Brandon Sanderson syndrome, like trying to, uh, cause I listened to a really good, Oh, Daniel green actually has a really yeah. great interview with him. Um, talking about finishing up the wheel of time. And that's what yeah. he said. He was like, I had all these things, notes for book six and seven that I had to figure out and somehow finish to get to a memory of flight. <laughs> And you know. yeah, I was just like, I can't even imagine. So yeah, we called it uh, Brandon Sanderson syndrome, trying to yeah. tie all those pieces together. And yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. That's, a, he that's writes a lot of words. Really complex stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to do uh, more. Um, I'm more of a Forgotten Realms fan. Uh, those Dragonland, yeah. you know, like I just yeah. I prefer that type of fantasy. I like to get into a world because I like to do it after work or before work. You know, where you know where on the bus to, you know, sports games or events. And I like to just read a few pages and then, you know, I like to just get right in. It's, it's harder with a book like now you know, like you really have to read and take notes and things. And I think I personally am trying to do that type of thing, like a forgotten realms book, but a little bit bigger uh, because that's what I like to read. But yeah, I definitely feel like I'm a little burnt out on reading this year. And it's been a shame because like Christopher G. Brenning, I've been sharing his Hellborn King, um, sorry, the Hellborn King. Uh, and he's actually going to come on next week. So I'm like, thought I'd be done by now. It's on my phone, which I'm horrible at reading on my phone. If I had the book in front of me, it would have been done by day three. And I've had so many other things to do, yeah. but it's, it's absolutely amazing. And I feel bad. Like, um, like Clayton's river of thieves. I started and just, I've had other like work and stuff. And I'm like, I feel like I'm not yeah. doing certain books justice right now. Um, yeah. I'm definitely it's trying so to get hard. And I, you know, I'm a really slow reader, so it's just, it's, it's, it's hard. I read every day, but sometimes it's only 30 minutes. Sometimes it's an hour and a half every day at night before I go to bed. Um, but I'm slow. So it takes me, you know, I'm lucky if I can get through 12 or 15 books a year. Yeah. Really lucky. It's usually more like nine or 10. <laughs> and that's just not enough. Yeah. You know? It's and not I think, enough. I want more. <laughs> I think that's what's really been bumming me out is like, so the last, like, even during grad school, like I got 52, uh, 46 the year before that I had like four yeah, jobs. So that's impressive. I only, yeah. I had like, uh, maybe like 32 or 36, but this year I'm literally at like 
I think nine. Um, I have yeah. probably five that I'm halfway through, but I'm just like, I really think finishing my book, um, like first draft, just like I just adrenaline dumped, you know, or book yeah. dumped or whatever. And then with Malzan, like I read with my friend, but then it's like, I have to speed read. So then I feel like it burns me out even more. So I have to try yeah. and figure out, I was just talking actually to Fletcher about this the other day. I have to figure out a better, you know, better system of reading again. And schedules are all different now. Like I'm teaching almost eight hours every day yeah. and it's like usually yeah. we taught six so we just don't have enough people so it's like yeah. i'm just burnt out but i know um you know ml spencer is the same way you know with yeah a couple of her tweets and stuff so there are a whole lot of people who are teachers yeah i could and actually um right. i actually didn't yeah. know that miles hurt is um yeah. he's uh teaching over there in australia yeah it's crazy that's yeah. like my uncle was a uh my great uncle was a history professor in college and mm -hmm. he um was writing novels. And I didn't discover that he wrote uh, certain historical books. Uh, he had one historical fiction and five, um, five or six other just like historical reference books. And I had no idea. So he actually inspired me to become a history teacher and a teacher because I was going to do the same thing. And I like to, you know, be a professor, but then I ended up, you know, just getting my degree and end up really enjoying it and finding out yeah. I really enjoy working with kids uh, almost yeah. as much, you know, uh, I think more actually than um, than writing or or reading even it just yeah. was really good but it definitely worked out really well because you know like uh, holidays you know we're usually done by you know I'm usually home by five um, not this season because of uh, volleyball but you know usually I'm home by five so I you know yeah. hang out and relax and then I usually get about two hours of writing done per night so it's yeah. definitely a good profession if you you know you want to try and be an author I think too unless you're yeah. you know <laughs> during a pandemic. Then you have no yeah. brain afterwards. It's just, it's just insanity. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was curious uh, for one of our last questions here. What is your one piece of marketing advice that you can give those writing their first trilogy? Oof, boy. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, <laughs> you made me think of it the other day. You know, my, well, I mean, my my original. You know, you know my 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 launch um, and and early early time with the book being out um was very different from most folks i didn't know much about it um everybody told me i had to get on twitter i needed to get on instagram i needed to get on facebook um get a facebook page i needed to get a website um uh but um uh, you you can you also i was also told and and also do is you can only do so much yeah. right um if you're really into reddit fantasy make that your main thing okay and then you know you can mess around with other things if you're really into twitter make that your main thing and then you know if you have time to do you know book talk TikTok, and 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 any of the other not other ones and you like and you enjoy it then do it um but uh i also know a ton of authors who do extremely well better than I do and they don't do any social media you know hmm. they might have a discord or they might have a group on a private group on Facebook for fans and stuff like that but um it, some of them don't do any of that kind of thing yeah. yeah or very little of it and they still make a really really good living so uh the um, the, the critical part is good cover good blurb um and um and learn how to do um, Amazon 
advertising, AMS advertising, um, which is a nightmare uh, because, <laughs> I mean, it, what works for one author doesn't work for another. Yeah. And, um, and you get that stuff, you get those things going and, you know, and it, and it can work, but AMS has become such a mess because the bids are so high. Yeah. And um, there's so many things going on. It's really hard. Um, and then you don't, you know, then you want to know how to cut the spending back. But I would say, I mean, it's critical to have a website, even if it's just a one page free thing that you put together on, on Wix. Um, get on Goodreads. Um, definitely get on Goodreads. I don't spend nearly enough time um, with Goodreads stuff. Um, and you just, the thing is, is be part of the, you know, unlike what you've done, right? Be part of the community. You want to be a fan. You want to be a reader. You want to support other people and you want, and you know, the number one, okay. The number one thing, don't be a dick. Yeah. Um, uh, don't be a dick, be helpful. Yeah. Um, you won't always have time to do everything that people want you to do. Um, there were periods when uh, I was writing a particular book three, when I was under the gun for a deadline, when I had to turn down anybody who asked for an interview or for advice on, on a particular oh, yeah. thing, if it was going to take too long and, you know, just as apologetic as I could be about it. Cause I felt terrible to be honest. I mean, I really did. And, uh, but, everybody's was co everybody's cool about it and you know and i get you know this is not for new authors but i get requests to read books um for maybe a blurb or just to say something about it or do a little review all the time and um um it's a lot of work uh, though well it it is and 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 i'm such a slow reader that I'm like, yeah, I would love to have the book and I'd love yeah. to take a look, but it could be a year. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, before I get to it, I can't just shove everything else aside. Um, you know, and I have, I'm a fan of certain authors and their books come out. I want to read those, you know, so they can't all be these obligatory reads. I still want to read them. I hate to call it that, but you're, no, an yeah. it's an obligated read. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and sometimes, you know, it, it, it blows me away, but I'll get, I'll get ARCs from Tor, you know, oh, and God. when I get one of those, I want to read it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because, because um, the person, uh, one of their senior editors who sends them to me is knows, she knows my taste and she knows I'll like it. And she's been dead on every time. Oh, that's awesome. Um, it's, there's only been a few, there have only been a few of those, but there are some authors that their stuff comes out and I just, I need to read it. And then there are friends um, who recommend something uh, that they just read by a new author, or uh, you should read this other author's book who's new. Um, uh, and so I'll shove that wedge that in there <laughs> and then friends have books like a new series that are coming out um, um like uh you know phil tucker is who was in the spfbo and took second i took third and jonathan french took first when i was in it and um french's books his come out they're they're immediate reads right yeah i mean i love his books plus he's a friend phil um hasn't put out uh, an epic fantasy 
um, he hasn't uh, in in years. So he's got an ARC out for his new series, um, which people should be super excited about. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. Because, uh, yeah, um, Chronicles of the Black Gate. Um, oh, that's cool. Uh, was his original, was his big series. Yeah, yeah. And it was the first book in that that took second. And um, he, uh, but he's got a new series coming out and it's been some years. Uh, I'm super excited. And so I've got that. And that's as soon as I get done reading uh, Wisdom of Crowds, Joe Abercrombie, he's another one. His stuff comes out. I mean, I have to read it. Um, uh, Mike Carey is like that too. M.R. Carey. Um, oh, yeah. But as um, uh, soon as I'm done with that, I'm going to read Phil's. And then there is a new author's book that's that's third uh, on the list right now. But the um, but but those all all three of those have shoved the other books down yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right um so yeah it's fun but i digress um don't be a dick that's that's my uh, <laughs> that's my number one you you would think you wouldn't have to say it but i just can't believe it how many times you know somebody will go on you know somebody that mutual acquaintance that we have will go on mm-hmm. twitter and be like please do not do this. And there was one, I'm forgetting, there was some one agent and she's an author and she does some book reviews. And she literally had a guy who, again, we're all in different time zones usually, you know, and she had somebody where she went to bed at like 1130, woke up the next day with like, and she posted it. Usually she doesn't. There's this, this huge book that this guy wrote and he was so rude, swore at her. And he, she was like, okay, well, you know, he was like, I can't believe you don't want this book and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I was sleeping. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. She's like, but yeah. I definitely know I'm never going to recommend your book. And I have friends yeah. that are, I'm going to tell, you know, and I just couldn't believe well, that that's, somebody would you do know, that. It's, it's like, really important. Don't respond to bad reviews. Um, that's a different thing. I know. But, yeah, no, but, yeah, yeah. But if you're an author, don't respond to rejections badly. Um, people are busy. Uh, don't respond to bad reviews on Goodreads or anywhere else. Um, simply don't engage. Uh, it's so much better that way. And you can never, you can never win. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm known for, uh, for posting. Um, uh, and I, 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 I just enjoyed them so much when Mark Lawrence or uh, Joe Abercrombie would do it. And a bunch of other people. Rob Hayes does it all the time. They're hilarious. Um, but uh, posts like uh, if somebody writes a, a review, <laughs> they just hate, hate the book. And I go, love Joey Abercrombie. Go, go throw it up on <laughs> Facebook and yeah, say yeah. yes. Um, but not you don't engage directly. And those people never know that you shared yeah, the, yeah. the review anyway. And they put it on Goodreads or Amazon. So yeah, yeah. Joe's are so funny. I mean, I'll have to check out Rob's. Joe Abercrombie's are so funny. Like, I actually really yeah. enjoy reading his. I'm and don't, you know, you're going to get bad reviews. <laughs> yeah. Always. Every, everyone, look at any book that you think is like the best book ever and everybody has to love. And you're going to find reviews. Just click on those one stars and two stars and you will find... <laughs> reviews that absolutely trash trash those books well i yeah. still can't believe i was re-listening to your guys's episode 11 season two uh the bad review game i think it was the first bad review game and i still can't believe that somebody dnf'd at 97 percent for you like just just yeah that one was great that 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 one was crazy uh 
I think that, yeah, that was book two. They had read book one and really liked it, read book two and really liked it. And then DNF like at the end of, of book two um, because of one thing that I did. And I guess it's a compliment. Read, if they would have read a lot. Yeah, I take that as a compliment. They like um, that character so much. Yeah, if they would have read along, they would have seen it was all resolved. But no, 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 couldn't do that. They bailed. But that's, you know, that's fine. And people, yeah. I read, I like, I read what I like to read. And there are things I, I like and things I don't. And uh, I'm, I'm a little more of an open-minded reader, though. If something offends the shit out of me, um, it's actually kind of a thrill. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'll just keep going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, you just, you just got to kind of be cool and, um, and be supportive. And um, I've never asked uh, an author uh, to do if they wanted a copy of my book without saying absolutely no strings attached. Um, I don't expect you to actually read it, you know, but if you do, that'd be great. Um, and then I never ask them again. Uh, you can't, unless they say, remind me in one month, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, which does happen sometimes. Then just never ask again. And what comes in, comes in. What doesn't, doesn't. Um, but I've never also never asked anyone who I didn't already have some in, interaction with um, beyond just one tweet, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, or had met at a con and talked to, and then maybe had some other interaction with. Um, uh, I never uh, cold ask. Um, cold asks are are really really hard. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And if you're on Facebook and you friend an author, uh, and they follow, they friend you back, they confirm the friends. Uh, don't immediately send them a. Uh, 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 a request to like the like your page wait yeah, a couple yeah. wait a couple weeks have a little interaction then wait a couple of weeks don't immediately invite them to your author group author groups are for your friends not yeah, to invite yeah. other authors to who you don't know <laughs> authors that you don't know right um just you know little things but and then it's just throwing it out there and doing your best to try to and you can't do everything i can't i don't do there are certain kinds of advertising I don't do. I didn't do any Facebook advertising for a long time um, until, until my trilogy audiobook came out. Actually, um, last December, I started up some Facebook ads and have been doing that, but I hadn't done them for any of the first three books because I just didn't have time. Yeah, it's its own job. Yeah, like yeah, it's just and Amazon. Yeah, yeah, and and Facebook ads get, I feel are harder anyway. And, and 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 you got to realize that you can't just throw a book out there and hope it does well. That does happen. It's extremely rare. That's yeah. rarer than lightning strike. Yeah, yeah. winning the lottery. Um, but um, it's uh, being a being self published is like is you basically are starting up a small business. So you need to deal with everything that somebody runs a bakery or a coffee shop, right, uh, is dealing with or an online store or uh, anything. You, all of those things you, you need to be able to take care of at least to a certain level. I mean, most all of us 
barely get everything done. Like, you know, my website needs work. Have I gotten to it? I need to get a store up on my website. Have I gotten to it? No, I just, I just haven't. <laughs> and the, but the number one most important thing um, to sell a book is to write the next book in the yeah. series. That's always got to be the first priority. I think all that was really great advice. If you had a lot more than one thing to say, I feel like people should definitely <laughs> dissect those different things. But yeah, I uh, I can't remember. I was talking to somebody a while back. This is probably like last year when I was first getting on, must have been when I first getting on Twitter for my author account. And uh, they just kind of said the same thing, like, don't be a dick. But they also said like, you know, like try to be helpful you know, more times than, you know, you ask for things. And I don't like to ask for things. Um, mm -hmm. Like if people, like I just like to help people with things and yeah. you know, like people like yourself, like I want to see be really successful. Uh, I want them, you know, I told Christopher Brennan, he's like, thank you, he messaged you privately. He's like, thank you so much for, you know, sharing my book. And I'm like, it's a great book, you know, yeah. like talk about grim, dark fantasy. Uh, I think everybody should go and check it out. It's uh, that and never die were two of my favorite reads within I don't even know how many years, probably yeah. within the last 10 years. And I'm almost done with the Hellborn King. Every time Chris does something, I get to a new chapter. It blows my mind. And he's like, yeah, it's pretty good. I think I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. it's, it's amazing. And, you know, I keep sharing yeah. it because I told him, I was like, I want you to be able to write another book so yeah. that I can get the story. So it's kind of selfish because <laughs> I want yeah. more to read. Yeah. Well, but, you know, at least yeah. I'm not like asking for things, I guess. But yeah. I loved, I loved, I loved Never Die. It's um, so good. I was just thinking about like, it's hard too, because like doing a yeah. reread, right? Like I yeah. want to get and, to your books and, you know, and Mike's. And, and, and even Adam, on this, even on this one, the third one, there's some knucklehead said something good. About <laughs> that's awesome. Oh yeah, that's a great quote too. By the way, I forgot to say that to you a couple of weeks ago when Thanks. I when Thanks. I heard well, it. I, yeah, talking I about it. it. I can't. I can't wait to read this. And I've also got up here two books. What? Remember, I said Jonathan French. Especially yeah, yeah. His uh, his books come out. I need to read them immediately. I have this. The third okay. book is out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dying, dying to read this. Yeah, I've got these that I get through first. So yeah. it could be a month or two. And I uh, this one, I'm sure I can get through in about a night. But uh, Anna Stevens uh, wrote a book oh, for Marvel. I did Marvel. not know that. Yeah. And, awesome. uh, I'm going to add that one. I love Anna and I love her work. And this is just so exciting to have. I can't imagine having cool. your name. Wow. Name on a Marvel get through. Yeah this quick and it's actually it's actually a book it's actually you know it's not a graphic novel it's actually a book so oh, that's really cool i cannot wait but this this i think will be a pretty quick read yeah um and it's just yeah oh that's awesome yeah that's such a cool thing for anna hold on all right well, we're out of time, Dirk. I got to get with my family and uh, that's because I talk too much. Oh, that's okay. We had a lot to talk about. I've been looking forward to this for quite a while. So I'm really glad that we can have you on again. Like I told Fletcher, same thing. You guys are welcome back anytime. Love to okay. have you time in the future. I'd love to come back. Excellent. Uh, for anybody online, we want to thank you for tuning in to the Fantasy and Sci Fi Fanatics podcast. You can find our videos on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and I promise you by the time you listen to this or watch this video this will be on spotify uh feel free to reach out to us at scholars of uma that's uma at gmail.com 
Let us know who you'd like to see on our podcast next or in the future, any questions you want to ask future guests, and feel free to send us videos, pictures that are fantasy and sci-fi related. Everybody have a great rest of the day. Dirk, thank you so much. I will talk to you later on Twitter, my friend. Have a good rest of the day. Thanks. You too. Bye.